Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It has been an exciting few weeks. For us at Stay Forth, we have launched an online community. We've had a free community over on Facebook, and it's been great to interact with you guys, but there is a growing fatigue of Facebook. We understand it. We get it. Clearly, Facebook is not a safe place to have the kind of robust leadership conversations that we need to have. We need to have real talk with one another about the challenges of leading in this day, of creating beautiful things in this day, of resisting criticism and the drain, of course, the ever-present threat of burnout and overwhelm that's right in front of us. And so we have been working to develop a community and we launched it. It's called the Right Side Up Collective. It's for leaders and creatives like you who want to live and lead as God has designed them without burning out or flaming out in the meantime. There is a lot of isolation right now, whether it's friends of mine, people that I just connect with across the country, some of you guys who tune in, shoot us emails, or even from coaching clients, this is a hard time to lead. And we simply cannot afford to live isolated. So in this community, you'll get access to some of the leaders we bring here on the podcast. I'll be doing some teaching and training into those zones. We'll have some group coaching. This will actually include one free coaching session. It includes our Right Side Up journal. It's sort of the best of what we do put together. If we can't get together in person, this is a great second. So the Right Side Up Collective is a collective of people just like you who cares about their heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's a private community. It's hosted over on Mighty Networks, which is both an app and it works on desktop. It's been awesome to see conversations break out over there. And if you sign up before March 15th, it's just 20 bucks a month. After that, it's 30 bucks a month. We understand that you may not be ready for group coaching right now. That's okay. We understand you may not be ready for individual coaching right now. That is also okay. This is a great space right there. We just want to give you the best of what we do. We're going to give some of our tools away for free and actually show you how to use those. And kind of our question was, what could we collect and connect in terms of an online community that brings the best of content, community, conversation, and connection where you meet other like-hearted leaders over there. Friends, this is not just one more thing to do. This is not another Facebook group. This is a private, safe community where we are going to talk about things that truly matter for health and longevity in leadership. We'd love to see you over there. For those of you who have joined, we just want to say thank you for caring about the health of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And a lot of those conversations that we have right here will continue over on Right Side of Collective. Friends, don't miss that. Again, that'll get you a journal, that'll get you some of our tools, access to incredible people, and access to some of the thought leaders that come here for interviews on the podcast. We continue on in this Dozen Axioms series. We're talking about a dozen axioms that will change your life and leadership. And again, that's a big promise, but I actually see this each week, is that when we can make paradigm shifts, when language matters more than just words to us, it makes its way into our life. It makes its way into our rhythms. It makes its way into the things that we do and don't do each day. I'm telling you, we see life change happen. In scripture, we see this focus on obedience, on actually doing what the Father invites us to do. 
And the things that we talk about here, the things we coach into at Stay Forth, the kind of things I love talking about as I go on other podcasts and as I go and consult with teams, it all happens at the intersection of the spiritual and the practical. There are a lot of things here we may talk about on this podcast that you wonder if that's sort of spiritual enough for us to have full conversations. And I want to remind you that everything is spiritual, but especially what we put our time toward, what we put our resources, our money toward, where we invest the best of our lives. We want it to be on kingdom work. We want it to be on our families. We want it to be on the things that matter most. And that's what we're going to continue to go after here on the podcast. So this is episode eight, and this is axiom number eight, pay attention to what you pay attention to. I know that's a bit of a strange phrase, but let me start with this. What do you always look forward to? What do you always look forward to? Now for you, this could be a distant vacation or travel down the line. This could be time alone. This could be time with people. This could be going out into creation. This could be beauty. This could be photography. This could be creating things. This could be being with that one person for a slow coffee. Maybe meetings in that place around that topic. Maybe for you, it's writing. There's so many things that could fit in this gap or this question. But what do you always look forward to? Now, let me flip the script on this question. Let me share the opposite of that. Now, what do you dread? What do you dread? What type of meeting drives you crazy? What are those tasks that absolutely grind you down? What about that environment that you love being in and ideating and creating and the opposite of that, that environment that you feel like beats the creativity out of you each time? What about those things that you have on your to-do list that you just never get around to doing because you dread them that much? Now, Don't hear what I'm not saying. There are some hard and necessary things in life. But when you have some of these things on your plate that you dread, you're doing the necessary. When you have too many of these things, you are heading toward completion or depletion. Now, when you complete a lot of those things and you deplete yourself, if you just have a list to complete, that you're checking a bunch of things off the list, you will find The list is completed and you are depleted. Friends, I find so many leaders in this space where they are doing all of the things and unfortunately, they find they have nothing left at the end of that week or the end of that season. What you dread and what you always look forward to deeply matter. And I want to help convince you to pay attention to what you pay attention to. Now, there are things that I dread. Some of them are fixing little things or trying to fix little things. There's something in my house that I need to try to fix right now. It's a technical problem. Below it, my fear is that I will spend three or four hours on a Saturday when I could be doing amazing things in the outdoors. I could be making space for things that I absolutely love, spending time with my family, being outside, connecting with friends, eating great food. And instead, I am actually stuck working on this thing, frustrated and it tends to not end well. I'm not the best at fixing technical things. And maybe for you, this is technology and you know, digging deep at five foot level into the things you need to do. I don't know what that is for you, but spend some time thinking about these questions. This is a shorter episode, but I think a really crucial episode for you. 
here's what I find. Leaders often find themselves between these two, maybe not doing things they're deeply passionate about, maybe not doing things that they dread, and they often live a muted life. I've been there before, and you've been there before. Living muted, never sort of on fire for anything, but maybe not falling apart so much that you know your soul's in danger. The things that got us into our role, the things that we were so excited about, we couldn't believe that we got to do those things and get paid to do them, we often stop doing. Now, maybe it's the pastor that got into pastoring to be with people, and then they find themselves simply just answering emails and feeling depleted and spending very little time with people and discipling leaders. Maybe it's the person that got into that training role because they absolutely love raising up other leaders and they found themselves buried in paperwork and buried in content creation by themselves and not with the very people that they want to equip. A lot of this happened during COVID and we need to bring it back to course correct. Some of you maybe need to look back about two years ago as COVID hit what did you love doing at that time? What did you dread doing? How did that change your realities? And what I find is a lot of leaders live in the middle between those two spaces. And a lot of times this sort of dread sneaks up on us. This, I don't want to go to work mentality, this feeling deep in our guts, deep in our bones that we absolutely do not want to get to friends. This is dangerous. We talk about overwhelm being dangerous for burnout, but I want to remind you that a life of boredom, as we talked about underwhelm on the last episode, that is also dangerous. That's what we're talking about here. If you find yourself dreading things or just not passionate anymore about the things you're doing, there could be some things to be able to change. Now, let me give you a simple grid for this. Two different words that can be helpful for you, and then I'll give a couple more. First of all, think about your drains and think about your fills. Your fills would be those things that you just look forward to. They fill your cup. They fill your bucket. Each time you do them, you are so shot out of a cannon. Now, for me, podcasting is great, but I absolutely love being in the room with leaders, with teams, listening to them, whether it's consulting, ideating, training our coaches at Stay Forth. I love that space. Being with leaders gives me energy. For some people, that drains some of your energy. That's okay. You may be an introvert. You may have limited time and space to be able to do that. And so the other side, the fills for you, that may be more of being alone by yourself, being unhurried, not having to prepare things or the pressure being on, not being on a stage. Again, for some people, being on a stage is the drain and the fill. So we can't cheat off other people's papers here. Maybe two other words that could be helpful here would be toxins and deficiencies. A famous doctor has helped to literally heal thousands and thousands of people, Dr. Stephen Cabral. And when they ask him, how do you do it? How do you do such effective work? And he said, we have to name the toxins and get those out of their body. And then we have to name the deficiencies and get more of those in their body. Simple concept, really hard to do. Let's transfer that to leadership. What are the toxins that are flowing through your bloodstream? Now, some of these are roots. Some of these are fruits. 
something like scrolling too much on phones. That's something that we all have wrestled with at different times and leaders talk about a lot. I don't know why I'm just sort of zoning out in the evening, scrolling on my phone. That is both a route that can make us more tired and more frustrated, even feel the shame that we're wasting time and, and not dealing with the things that are priorities to us, but it's also the fruit of something else that we may not know. We may not have... Uh, the regular agency to see, man, I have things that I love. I have fills in my life. I have these deficiencies that I love doing. Maybe it's picking up a book. Maybe it's going to a particular place. Maybe for you, it's running. And I just haven't been doing that. In a coaching session recently, a leader said, you know, I used to run marathons. I used to do Ironmans. And yet uh, I just haven't been running much anymore. He ended our coaching session early to go for a run. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to go for a run right here. We closed our computers. He went for a run states away. I went for a run. Both of us had this deficiency. We were able to get outside. And that was a win for both of us. Let me give you a series of questions here. I'm going to bring these back at the end of the episode. I think these are crucial. And remember, we don't just want to dump content on you here. We want you to think well if you are going to live well. That always requires discernment. Very simply, what do I love doing? Make a list of these things. What do you love doing? Now, some of these could be at work. Some of these could be at home. Anything's on the table, life and leadership. What percentage of the week do you get to do those things? Think about that. For me, I love content creation. I love ideation. I love sitting down and thinking through an idea and how that make it, could make its way into teams and into trainings and into coaching and into spaces like this. I love doing that. And what I found is there was a season that I just wasn't doing any content creation. But if I didn't ask that question again, and I didn't ask what percentage of my week am I doing this, I wouldn't have been able to return to that and ultimately push some other things that were more drains for me. They were more toxins for me and push them out of the schedule or simply just neglect to do them. Secondly, what do I hate doing? And of course, ask the question, what percentage of the week am I doing those things? Maybe for you, that's much of your week at work. Now, caution here, some of the things you can move around in your schedule, but this could be a way that you see I'm not in a long-term fit for me. I can't guarantee that every role is a fit for everybody who's listening. I can't guarantee that you can make that role work for you. If administration grinds you down to the core and you are in a highly administrative role, that may not be able to change. You may need to work toward a role that is a better fit for who you are. That's okay. You also may have agency to be able to not do as much of that administration and to be able to instead replace that with things that are fills for you, things that are deficiencies, and spend more time there. Third question, what is bearing fruit in your life and leadership? What is bearing fruit in your life and leadership? This is interesting because sometimes we don't recognize or even validate these things. Sometimes the best of what we're doing, or a leader will talk to me, sometimes the best of what they're doing, they don't even see. I was recently coaching a guy and I was able to affirm an area of his leadership where he is thriving. He is absolutely thriving in his community. People are flocking to him. He is creating health around him. It just isn't in his job. And so he is saying, why am I struggling in my job 
when I'm thriving in this other area. Instead, to say, look how you are serving the community. Look what's bearing fruit. That matters. Keep doing that. Maybe even spend more time doing that. And that's actually bearing fruit that could even connect to his job. Last question I want you to ask, what isn't bearing fruit in your life? What isn't bearing fruit in your life and leadership? We sometimes just keep doing these things because we think that we should. Now, churches, there are tons of things that churches just continue to do. And I've been there before. I've been the propagator of some of those things when I was pastoring that we just kept doing because that's sort of what you do. And they weren't in scripture. They weren't necessarily bringing life to many people. They just kind of existed. And it's a really good thing to take an assessment and say, what is bearing fruit organizationally, personally, in my leadership, in my life, in my family? What isn't bearing fruit? And take a chance to eliminate some of those things. These are all connected because if we are spending the time doing the things that aren't bearing fruit and that we absolutely hate doing, we're actually heading toward the drain. Leader, you have a contagious attitude and personality. When you love what you're doing, other people will see that and be drawn to that. When you are ground down, other people will be discouraged or at least kind of muted by you being muted. Where the zone is that I want you to think about is actually what you love doing and what is bearing fruit. What you love doing and is bearing fruit may very well be your genius zone. Sometimes when you make a list, you can put multiple things together. And let me give you an example from my life in leadership. I love coaching leaders. When I coach leaders, I get to help them see what God has given them in terms of gifting and opportunity. And I get to help sort of shine a mirror on their life. They look back and they can see that reflection. I love the aha moments. I love when a leader comes alive. I love when something clarifies and they're not as overwhelmed and they have an aha moment and they take a next step. I could go on. I love coaching and I get to do it about half of my week. Well, I also love adventure. I love the outdoors. I love going on outdoor adventures. And I've always had people visit me here in Colorado and go out to the wilderness. I love taking newbies out climbing. I love going four-wheeling. I love going skiing or snowboarding or snowshoeing, you name it. I just love getting in the outdoors. And there was a day when I said, hmm, I wonder if I could put those two together. I wonder if coaching could collide with my heart uh, for the outdoors and adventure and hospitality. Well, friends, that's made its way into our stay forth experiences that we do across the country, many of them right here in Colorado. That's also made its way into something called a vision refresh, where four leaders a year will come out and spend three days with me individually. We'll go in the mountains. We'll eat at great restaurants. We'll see new places. We'll get windshield time and we'll get to do all kinds of fun things. But the whole time we're coaching, we're having good conversations. We're going through tools. We're pulling out aha moments. They leave with a vision as they get on the plane for the next extended season of life and leadership. I absolutely love that. Friends, when we can combine what is bearing fruit and what we love doing, and we pay attention to what we pay attention to, the kind of things we want to do more, often beautiful things will happen. Of course, those things will not happen overnight. Of course, that's not some kind of magic. You still have to work hard. And yes, we still have to do some things that we don't love doing. We make sure I say that very, very clearly. The goal is not an easy life but friends, if everything in your life feels hard, maybe we need to ask the question, how could this feel easier? How could this feel lighter? 
how could this be a little bit more joyful in my life? And I'm telling you, fighting for that space, fighting for that clarity in your life, you will not regret. I bet you're doing things regularly that you dread and that you don't have to. And I bet you have some time and space to do things that you absolutely want to do, but you've just convinced yourself, it doesn't matter, I don't have time. Let me give you a quick resource. It's called an energy audit. You may have heard of a time audit where you take 15-minute blocks of your week. That's not what I'm talking about. An energy audit is simply making a list in two columns of the toxins and the deficiencies. What are the toxins, the things that you need to get out of your system or you need to limit, and the deficiencies, the things you need to add more of, and simply ask, how will I get the toxins out in this list A? And in list B, how will I get more of these deficiencies in? Friends, it could be as simple as putting it on the calendar. It could be as simple as moving your weights into your office so you can regularly work out. It could be as simple as marking off a time on your list to make sure that you get some time to read. It could be as simple as setting a recurring date on Tuesday evenings with a friend of yours that you just want to reconnect with for a glass of wine or coffee. Whatever that is, it is worth paying attention to. Friends, the unexamined life is not worth living. As many have said and talked about, we need to zoom out, look at our own lives, and realize that what we do matters. We only have one precious life here, and how we invest it is crucial. It's crucial for you, for your family, your priorities, the things you love and deeply care about, but it is also precious for the unfolding kingdom work around us. The questions I want to leave you with is simply a review of those four questions that I asked earlier. What do you love doing? Secondly, what do you hate doing? Third, what is bearing fruit in your life or leadership? And last, what isn't bearing fruit? in your life or leadership? These are great questions to talk to a close friend, your spouse, even your leadership team about. We'll start to interact with questions like these over on the right side of Collective. Friends, we want to remind you, your leadership matters too much to live and lead unhealthy. It matters too much to live and lead alone. Don't be isolated, friends. And if you feel like there is an area of your life and leadership to lean into, I encourage you to step over to the Right Side Up Collective, I think you'll find a group of people who want to know you, who want to learn both your name, your role, your title, your struggles. We see some great interaction already breaking out over there. Friends, can't wait to come to you with Axiom number nine. We'll see you next week right here on the podcast. Can't wait to get to know you inside of Right Side Up Collective. You can just go on over to rightsideupcollective.com, rightsideupcollective.com. Dot com. Let's interact about the challenges, the joys, and even the pathways out of some of those challenges in our life and leadership. Catch you on the next episode.